Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> We at The Other Stories are looking to improve our show in any way we can. And to do that, we need you. We put together a list of questions into something they call a survey. Uh, This is no ordinary survey, though. If you go and answer the questions, it should take you about two to three minutes. You'll be entered into a raffle to win five signed Hawk and Cleaver books of your choosing. So, if you're interested, head over to hawkandcleaver.com forward slash survey for all the relevant information. Once again, that's hawkandcleaver.com forward slash survey today's episode is last christmas written by michael david wilson and narrated by persephone rose i was carving up the turkey and listening to christmas songs when lily said it her parents were still in traffic but she'd insisted i carve anyway saying Look at the size of the thing. By the time it's ready, they'll be here. And if not, they'll deserve cold turkey. Lily could benefit from cold turkey. She'd returned home around 2 a.m., smelling like she'd swum in a beer barrel and yabbering about shit I'd done wrong. Happy fucking Christmas. When we awoke, she was all cheer and bounce, probably still pissed. By 11, she was back on the wine. Wham's last Christmas started up.
Imagine if someone actually did, Lily said. Did what? Gave you their heart. They'd be dead. It's a metaphor, not literal. If it was literal, it would be, Last Christmas I gave you a Tog Heuer watch, and last Christmas you gave me an STD because last Christmas you gave Maria from work anal at the Christmas party. I carved faster. Didn't tell Lily the literal version wasn't as catchy and had no rhythm. That was the worst Christmas present I ever got, Lily said. Neither the STD nor shagging Maria were meant as presents. The iPad, perfume, and trip to Hawaii were Lily's gifts. Originally, it was an iPad, perfume, and box of chocolates. The Hawaii trip added once I'd found out about the watch, and she'd found out about Maria. I'm sorry, I said, which was true, but never made things better. I tested other responses, but after replying, I love you, Lily almost stabbed me with the Santuco knife. Now I stuck with sorry. Sorry didn't get rid of the STD, Lily said. Had to use a cream. George Michael said something about once bitten, twice shy. Bloody George. I can see you don't want to talk about it, Lily said, sounding somewhere between surprised and disappointed. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Not me, not Lily, certainly not Maria, who was once engaged to a wealthy investor and now worked Tesco's cooked meats counter. Anyway, Lily said, what do you reckon's the worst Christmas present you could get someone? I looked over to assess whether she meant you as in me or you as in one. She swilled wine and gave nothing away, challenging me, seeing how fucked up I could be. Cancer, I said. Not sure you can give someone cancer, at least not directly. AIDS? And we're back to Maria. Maria never had AIDS, just an STD, though I imagine she didn't have that anymore. Jesus, I don't know. I stopped carving, grabbed a bottle of beer from the fridge. A really old vacuum? What? Lily started laughing. I'm trying to think. Fucking hell. She laughed harder. Why are you getting stressed? You're actually sweating. I wiped my forehead. Looked like I'd soaked my hand in water. Why wasn't she sweating? The kitchen was hot enough, and given how much she'd drunk the previous night. I opened the window. Lily was still grinning. Then Martine McCutcheon started singing, and I considered picking up the carving knife and ending my life. A really old vacuum, Lily repeated, because... Don't explain it, she wailed. Okay, I'm calm. Deep breath in, deep breath out. How about you? What's the worst Christmas present you could get someone? Now this I've thought about. Not the worst Christmas present I could get anyone, just you. I came up with three. The first, and most mild, a keg full of pickle juice. Jesus, I'll stop you there. That is absolutely the worst. Can you imagine the smell? She giggled. You'd have to drink it, too. Fuck off, would I? I reckon you'd take a daily dose of pickle juice over the other two. You're a head case, Lily. She flashed a smile, teeth gleaming. 
Remember this is a game, a bit of festive fun, because sometimes you overreact. Festive fun. Understood. She squealed with delight. I started from the premise I would have to hurt you. You're going to punch me in the face for Christmas? Pretty shitty, but I'll take punches over pickles. Oh, darling, I haven't finished. She took a deep breath. Tell me, how could I hurt you? If punches are out, I suppose kicks are too. Didn't you do jujitsu? Bet you've got a mean armbar. You're thinking wrong. On the stereo, John Lennon wished us Happy Christmas. The choir declared the war was over. I wasn't so sure. What do you love most in the world? Lily asked. You? What? Not who? Sex? Not an activity. Resident Evil? You went from me to sex to Resident Evil? Interesting. I shrugged. Coco, she said. You love Coco the most. I'd had Coco since she was a pup. We'd grown up together. Wouldn't have made it through school without her. I'll give you that. But don't see what Coco's got to do with this. Speaking of which, where is she? About. Living room, I think. She checked her watch. The present would involve Coco, but isn't Coco. At least not all of that bitch. Steady on. What? She is a bitch. Anyway, I'd need Coco still for the... Operation sounds so professional. This is more DIY. Me operating? She laughed, turning solemn when I didn't join in. What's wrong with you? So, I'd hang out with Coco, take her for walks, stroke her fur, feed her treats, all to gain her trust. But then, when her guard's down, I'd put something in her food or drink to sedate her. Not permanently, just long enough to do what needs to be done. Well... Not quite long enough, but almost. Besides, it's more interesting if the bitch wakes up halfway. Halfway through what? You're extremely angry, darling. It's Christmas, for goodness sake. Here, wine. She thrust her glass towards me. I pushed it away. Halfway through what? I'd put plastic sheets down and wear coveralls. I've watched enough Dexter. Lily. Please. Through what? Suppose you'd call it decapitation? I'd cut the bitch's head off and... I made to leave, but Lily flung herself at me. Darling, please look at me, because this bit's important. Then I would seal her head in a box and give it to you. I pushed Lily away, dashed into the living room. No Coco. Where is she? Where the fuck is she, you bitch? I don't know, but there's no need to speak to me like that. I need to see Coco, now. Then bloody look for her, but don't take it out on me. You said she was in the living room. I thought she was, but heavens, the house isn't big. We'll find her soon enough, Lily whistled. Coco! Coco, darling! Movement from upstairs. Soon, Coco pitter-padded downstairs and into the living room. I held her tight, fighting tears. Lily sat on the sofa. You owe me an apology. I told you this was festive fun. I knew you'd overreact. Oh, darling, are you actually sobbing? You're crazy. Lily looked at her watch. One o'clock. A van pulled up outside the house. A delivery man got out, carrying a package. The doorbell rang. 
get it then, Lily said. So I did, bringing the package into the kitchen where Lily stood with a fresh glass of wine. What's this? I asked. Your Christmas present? Open it. I removed the tape. Another game? She tapped her nose. Faster, darling. My parents will be here soon. This may not be to their tastes. Inside stood a white and blue medical box. A warning label read, Caution, Biohazard. Frantic fingers prized open the box, revealing a sinewy heart on a bed of ice. It looked so real. What type of heart is this? Definitely not Knox's. Too small for a pig's? A lamb's, then? Don't be silly, darling. It's a human heart. Sure. I made sure to close the box. Lily rested a hand on my arm. I went to such trouble. Least you could do is enjoy it. Lily turned down the stereo, someone harping on about Christmas every day. Would have made more sense if I'd told you about the third gift, but you were too busy crying over Coco. Anyway, I was listening to that song, Last Christmas I Gave You My Heart, and thought, now there's an idea. I couldn't give you my own because, as you pointed out, I'd be dead. But what about someone else's? Soon I had the perfect answer. Darling, aren't you going to guess whose heart it is? Sean the sheep? So silly. You know it's a human heart. It's not a bloody human heart, Lily. You and your stupid games, you always take things too far. Maybe I took things an eensy-weensy bit far, but I was so excited. She paused. Darling, you're supposed to fill the silence, to say things like, Ooh, is it my mother's heart? And I say, No, but good guess. And you say, It could be Rachel's. And I say, She lives in Scotland. I'm not trekking all the way for a Christmas present. Be realistic. And you're like, Grandma's? And I go, Geographically near, sure. But is it worth the effort? Give it a few years and you can ask the undertaker if he'll bag it up like leftovers at a restaurant. Fuck's sake, Lily. This is why our relationship's ruined. I can't deal with this. Lily waved her arms like the fucking loon she is. Maria's! It's Maria's heart! Piss off. I'm serious. It makes perfect sense. Last year, you chose her over me. This year, you have her heart over mine. She clapped her hands together. I'm a genius. You're sick. She blocked the living room entrance. Go sit at the breakfast bar. With slumped shoulders, I agreed. You don't believe me, Lily said. Of course I don't believe you. Listen, I'll carve the turkey. You call your parents and see where they are. Let's pretend this didn't happen. She looked disappointed. Later we can cook the lamb's heart with rosemary and some onions. Enjoy it, like you said. But rosemary's alive, Dr. Lecter. I didn't react. Dr. Lecter, she repeated. Hannibal Lecter? The cannibal? Rosemary's an herb, but also... She stopped herself. I get it. Even though you haven't spoken with Maria in ages, there's a lot to process. I hope you don't regret anything. People say that when someone dies, they think about all the things they should have said. I don't regret anything because perhaps if you had regrets, none of this would have happened. A holiday to Hawaii and a box of fucking chocolates? Maria's not fucking dead. I can see her heart. How'd you explain that? Not dead. You are exhausting. Why do you think I was out so late? Coco wasn't the bitch I befriended. Lily, 
You are the craziest. She was easy to find. Still a regular at Seven Stars. I'd gone several times before, to be sure. She'd always come in around nine. Yesterday was no exception. Don't know how she afforded it on her wage. She sat alone on Christmas Eve. Sad, really. Of course, in an alternative reality, she'd have been in some elite establishment that people like us wouldn't have a hope in hell of getting into. I took my smartphone from my pocket. Lily frowned. What are you doing? Ringing Maria. Darling, she's dead. Her phone's in the canal. If there's something you want to say, why not speak to her heart? I dialed. Straight to voicemail. Satisfied? Lily said. I felt my throat drying up. Fuck's sake, I'm gonna have to call her home. Doesn't she live with her parents? You can't ring them on Christmas Day and tell them you've got a piece of their daughter. It won't go down well. Besides, they hate your guts, darling. Maria had it all mapped out, was set to live the upper-class dream. Did you see that diamond? Or was that kind of a ring of no interest? I scanned my phone, still had Maria's home number. Darling, it's all a joke. Don't call them. She's probably doing a shift at Tesco. On Christmas Day? Gotta fund her drinking habit somehow. I'm phoning her. You'll ruin Christmas. Maria's mother answered quickly. Addington residence. Hello? Is uh, Maria there? Afraid not, though she should have arrived one hour ago. Oh, um, so when did you last see her? That's the thing. We haven't heard from her since yesterday evening. She was supposed to... Sorry, may I ask who's calling? I hung up, grabbed the carving knife. Maria's not there. She's missing. Lily chuckled. You do love to exaggerate. I could hear. She said they hadn't heard from her. Very different from missing. Did you kill her? Oh, Jesus. You're a fucking psycho. Says the guy waving the knife. Lily skipped into the living room. Time for my present. She picked up a thin A4 gift-wrapped envelope from under the tree. My present to her. Now's not the time. What about Maria? She's damaged this marriage enough. Lily took the knife from me, rested it on the mantelpiece. I tried to snatch the envelope, but she grasped tightly. Darling, don't be selfish. You've had your present. Now it's my turn. I can get you something else, please. I looked to the knife. Turkey meat flecked its perimeter. She tore open the envelope, pulled out the papers, looked at them, then at me, tears in her eyes. I guess you win. This truly is the worst Christmas present. A single tear rolled down her cheek. Divorce papers? Is this a fucking joke? She eyed the knife. Was difficult to say who could get to it faster. I said, is this a fucking joke? I forced a laugh. It sounded more like choking. Yeah, just a joke. A bit of festive fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Last Christmas was written by Michael David Wilson, narrated by Persephone Rose, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Make Noise Music and Tom Robson.
This is Michael David Wilson's first story for the show. He's a professional writer, editor, podcaster, and the founder of thisishorror.co.uk. His forthcoming novella, The Girl in the Video, will be published in 2019 by Perpetual Motion Machine Publishing. You can connect with Michael over at www.michaeldavidwilson.co.uk or at WilsonTheWriter on Twitter. Once again, we're looking to improve the show. We do have the survey running right now. It should take you about two to three minutes. And if you answer all of the questions, you'll be entered into a raffle to win five signed Hawk and Cleaver books of your choosing. So once again, that's hawkandcleaver.com forward slash survey for all the relevant information. And lastly, that's hawkandcleaver.com forward slash survey. Until next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.